This is a podcast by the Business Times. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the BT Mark to Market podcast. My name is Ben Paul, and I'm a senior correspondent at the Business Times. This series of podcasts, which is based on my weekly column in the Business Times, aims to provide analysis and insight on market trends and corporate issues in Singapore. We are in the month of May 2022, and the biggest corporate deal now underway is the much-awaited merger of Semcorp Marine with the offshore and marine arm of Capital Corp, which was finally announced on the 27th of April. This is a deal that's been talked about for as long as I can remember, usually in positive terms. The logic was simple. As a merged entity, these two offshore and marine players might be able to extract some cost synergies, and they would never be in the position of competing with each other. Yet a deal never materialized until now. And the reaction from the market has not been positive. Over the two-month period before the announcement of the terms of the merger, Sam Marine shares rallied more than 50% from depressed levels. But four trading days after the announcement, the stock had dived 27%. In this podcast, I'm going to look into why the market has reacted so negatively to the deal. I will delve into why this merger is happening now after so many years of market speculation. I will also offer my personal views on what it all means for Sam Marine and whether its stock is worth owning right now. Here's how Sam Marine will combine itself with the offshore and marine arm of Keppel Corp, which I will refer to as Keppel O&M. These two entities, Sam Marine and Keppel O&M, will be held by a new company that will assume the listing status of Sam Marine. This new company is just a shell. It was incorporated earlier this year with a share capital of $2, comprising two shares, and it's currently called Bayberry Limited. In a nutshell, shareholders of Sam Marine will swap their 31.4 billion shares for new shares in Bayberry on a one-for-one basis. Bayberry will then issue 39.9 billion shares priced at 12.2 cents each to acquire Keppel O&M. After all these new shares have been issued, shareholders of Sam Marine will hold 44% of the combined entity, while Keppel Corp will hold 56%. Why is 12.2 cents the appropriate price at which to issue the new shares? That just happened to be the volumated average price of Sam Marine for the 10 trading days up to the 26th of April. On that basis, by issuing 39.9 billion new shares in the combined entity at 12.2 cents each to acquire Keppel O&M, Keppel O&M is being effectively valued at $4.87 billion under the deal. On the other hand, Sam Marine is being valued at only $3.83 billion, which is its market capitalization when its stock is priced at $0.12. Cents. Now, Keppel O&M's stranded rigs and associated receivables are not part of this combination. These assets, valued at some $4.05 billion, will be carved out and parked in a separate entity in which Keppel Corp will own a 10% stake. Also, certain out-of-scope assets held by Keppel O&M will be excluded from the combination. These assets, which had a book value of $300 million as at December 31, mainly comprise Flotel International and Dynamac Holdings. There is one other important aspect of the merger deal. Besides getting a stake in the merged entity, Keppel Corp will also receive a $500 million cash payment. This was something that was negotiated from the outset. When the merger was mooted last year, Keppel Corp very firmly stated that it expected to get this cash payment on top of getting a stake in the merged entity. 
In my column at the time, I suggested that Sam Marine had proposed its second deeply discounted rights issue in order to position itself for this looming cash payment. This was immediately denied. After that column ran, Sam Marine said in a letter to the Business Times that no part of the proceeds from its $1.5 billion rights issue, which came only a year after its $2.1 billion rights issue, would be used to fund any payment in relation to its combination with Keppel O&M. Tomasic Holdings, which is the single largest shareholder of Sam Marine and Keppel Corp., said in a separate letter to the BT that the $500 million cash payment would come from the combined entity. But what is this $500 million cash payment for? And who exactly is going to come up with it? When the merger terms were unveiled on the 27th of April, the mystery was finally cleared up. According to the announcements, Keppel O&M will pay this $500 million in cash to Keppel Corp as part of its pre-combination restructuring. The announcements state that this cash payment is for a partial redemption of existing perpetual securities issued by Keppel O&M entities to Keppel Corp. And Keppel O&M has entered into a commitment letter with DBS Bank for a loan of up to $500 million to effect this cash payment. So basically, Keppel Corp is going to extract $500 million in cash from Keppel O&M before combining it with Sam Marine. What does all this mean for shareholders of Sam Marine? They will end up owning shares in a much larger offshore and marine group that will probably have superior growth prospects at a time when elevated energy prices are likely to spur a revival in its business. Moreover, the combined entity would be a Tamasic-controlled company. Keppel Corp has said it will offload a 46% stake in the combined entity via a distribution in specie to its own shareholders. Tamasic will end up holding 33.5% of the merged O&M group. On its own, Sam Marine had an order book of just $1.3 billion at the end of last year. The merged entity would have a net order book of $6.4 billion. That holds out the potential for stronger revenue and earnings going forward. On the other hand, Sam Marine had net tangible assets, as at December 31, of $3.8 billion, much higher than Keppel O&M's $0.9 billion. With the combination of the two entities, shareholders of Sam Marine will see a dilution in NTA per share from $0.12 cents to just $0.07. Cents. Is that why shares in Sam Marine tanked after the terms of the merger were announced? Is the sell-off a buying opportunity? I'm going to talk about that next. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Before going any further, here's some background and context to how Sam Marine and Keppel O&M ended up in their current situation. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, there have always been rumours of a merger between these two offshore and marine players, but a merger never happened because these entities were integral parts of two separate corporate groups. Semmarine was a 61% owned subsidiary of Semcorp Industries, and Semcorp Industries was, for years and years, happy to have this entity within its fold. But this changed in 2020. That was when Sam Marine raised $2.1 billion through a 5-for-1 rights issue at what was then a deeply discounted price of $0.20 cents per share. The bulk of the proceeds were used to repay a $1.5 billion subordinated loan from its then-parent, Semcorp Industries. 
Semmarine and Semcorp Industries were then demerged, which is to say that Semcorp Industries offloaded its stake in the recapitalized Semmarine as a distribution in specie to its own shareholders. With Semmarine no longer weighing it down, Semcorp Industries has been one of the best performing stocks in the local market over the last two years. On the other hand, Semmarine floundered in the face of the pandemic and ended up having to raise a further $1.5 billion last year through a three-for-two rights issue at a deeply discounted price of $0.08 per share, which it announced together with its intention to combine itself with Keppel O&M. Could Semcorp Industries have unlocked value in a different way? Could it have, for instance, simply proposed a sale of a 61% stake in Semmarine back in 2020? Well, the problem was Semmarine's market cap back then was less than $1.8 billion. So the market value of Semcorp Industries' 61% stake in the company would have been less than $1.1 billion, which was less than the $1.5 billion subordinated loan that had been extended to Semmarine. So that initial $2.1 billion rights issue was necessary to unlock value at Semcorp Industries. Similarly, Keppel Corp had been happy to have an offshore and marine business in its fold for years, but a couple of years ago, it came up with its Vision 2030 plan, which calls for its transformation from a conglomerate of diverse parts into a more integrated business. And it then decided that its offshore and marine division didn't fit into the picture any longer. That's why it has proposed to merge Keppel O&M with the twice-recapitalized Sam Marine. Sam Marine has said that its proposed combination with Keppel O&M will create a premier global player capable of leveraging their combined technical capabilities and capitalize on growing momentum in offshore wind farms and other renewable energy solutions. But there was always a strategic rationale for the offshore and marine arms of Semcorp Industries and Keppel Corp to merge. The reason the merger is happening now is because the corporate exercise is also in line with the value-unlocking initiatives that Semcorp Industries and Keppel Corp have been pursuing. I think it's important that investors keep that in mind when sizing up Semmarine's prospects. Given the retracement we have seen in Semmarine's share price since the terms of the merger were unveiled, I think it's fair to say that the market was disappointed by the deal. In particular, the NTA per share dilution from $0.12 to $0.07 that shareholders of Semmarine stand to suffer was something of a blow to investor confidence after everything that has already happened. In fact, this would be the third consecutive year that a corporate exercise at Semmarine will result in a dilution of its NTA per share after its discounted rights issues in 2020 and 2021. Those two rights issues, by the way, raised a total of $3.6 billion dollars but Semmarine's market capitalization right now is only about $3 billion. That's about 16% less than all the cash shareholders have pumped into it over the last two years. So investors feel quite justifiably that they've been treated very shabbily over the last couple of years, and confidence is very fragile at the moment. And I think there is a real risk of Semmarine's share price sliding significantly lower in the short term. Keep in mind that once the combination of Semmarine and Keppel O&M is completed, Keppel Corp will be distributing a 46% stake in the combined entity to its own shareholders. Tamasic only holds an interest of about 21% in Keppel Corp, so a very large proportion of those shares in the combined entity could end up in loose hands. This overhang could weigh on Sam Marine's stock for some time. 
With Submarine currently trading at just under 10 cents, I wouldn't buy the stock myself. Instead, I would be inclined to wait until one of two things happens. One is that Sam Marine's combination with Keppel O&M is done and dusted, and the enlarged group actually begins reporting improved profitability. Alternatively, Sam Marine stock falls below its diluted NTA of $0.07 cents per share. Until one of those things happens, I would be more comfortable simply watching the stock rather than owning it. That's it for this episode of Mark to Market. You can follow my Mark to Market podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. That was a podcast by The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Do note... All analyses, opinions, recommendations and other information in this podcast are for your general information only. You should not rely on them in making any decision. Please consult a fully qualified financial advisor or professional expert for independent advice and verification. To the fullest extent permitted by law, SPH Media shall not be liable for any loss arising from the use of or reliance on any analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast. SPH Media accepts no responsibility or liability whatsoever that may result or arise from the products, services, or information of any third parties.